He's Dipper. She's Mabel. And, and this, this is Gravity Falls. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> That's not right. Are you sure? I kind of feel like we've always been doing a Gravity Falls podcast in the guise of a married couple. I don't know. That's That feels a little weird because the characters were supposedly are siblings. Oh, God, that's right. Okay, never mind then. It was never like that. It's just like that now, but that's because... That felt a little weird. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh. I see what you did there. That's okay. Because I'm a little like Mabel, and Aaron's a little like Dipper. A little. A little. Uh, as you can see by the picture, we are very much like them. Because uh, this is our Dragon Con exclusive episode at the time of this release. We're heading down to Dragon Con. It's Dragon Con exclusive, but we're not actually at Dragon Con recording that's okay. this. <laughs> it's okay. That's the magic of the podcast. No one's going to watch on the first day anyway. <laughs> So for you in the future, this is us from the year 2017 about to go to Dragon Con, and today... Do, do robots have lasers in their eyes now? Mm, yeah, or do they dream of electric sheep? Oh, yes. Uh, no, we're going to talk about Gravity Falls. And talk about it, we are. This is, uh, this is a series that... We um, we kind of stumbled upon, uh, we had a friend recommend it to us, and we were like, okay, well, let's watch it, and we started watching it, and we fell in love with it pretty damn quickly. We watched this in a post-Steven Universe world. Uh, well, technically, Steven Universe hasn't ended, but we just, we got caught up, or yes. as much as we could, and we were just like, I, I want this kind of whimsy, and 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 um, heart, and storytelling, and and animation, and where do we go? Loud House hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls. I'm not going to say it's a short-lived series because it lasted exactly as long as it needed to. I, I disagree a little bit, but we can get to that. When we when we get to that, this ain't no Phineas and Ferb where a hundred and two days of summer vacation has stretched on for a million seasons. This is a summer vacation told over three seasons that perfectly encapsulates the summer. It doesn't feel too much, I, too I, little. Steven or not Steven Universe? I'm sorry. Uh, Phineas and Ferb. Phineas and Ferb had a lot of um, uh, great. Um, uh, had a lot of gr great things about it, but um, one thing I really en enjoyed about the whole thing is just that the way that the stories intertwine. But if you want Phineas and Ferb on a deeper level with smarter characters, m better written characters, an overarching story, yeah, but that same kind of intertwining, Gravity Falls. Absolutely, Gravity Falls is one of those series that kind of like. It, it almost becomes its own little bubble. Um, it, it has been, you know, yeah, it only lasted for two seasons, but it, it was such a fun series, and it made such a huge impact. Like You can tell that in the community. I just posted a picture tonight of my maple sweater that I finished for Dragon Con, and instantly everyone was liking it. It's a really crazy obsessed fan base, but obsessed in a good way. Like <laughs> the way that Avatar is obsessed with fan base. It's a great show and the fans who like it are great people because they see the real joy in something. I think that's the best part about living in the time that we do is that 
you are not just allowed to enjoy kids shows, you are encouraged to. And sometimes you get the feeling that they were not made for children. Or children alone. But they were made with a wider audience in mind in a way that so many shows don't. Family Guy doesn't, uh, or Simpsons, don't market themselves for families. Um, and, you know, Game of Thrones doesn't market themselves oh, God, no. for women. <laughs> it's clearly, all of these are very niche markets, but these ones are more of a... A wholesome in a way that doesn't pander or bow down. They're wholesome to an extent. They're they don't have like debauchery or they're not Family Guy, American Dad, anything like that. But I find the themes that these kids shows I use kids with quotation marks. I find that these shows are much more adult in their maturity. You don't have to have blood and guts to create something scary. You don't have to have swear words to make something adult. Yeah. Um. There's. It's really nice, actually, to have the two main characters be brother and I just, sister for I just, that reason. I just read somewhere that uh, that, that show Hannibal that's on right now yeah. with Matt uh, Matt's mom, uh, something something whatever that his name is. Um, he uh, or the the show's creators had a scene that was like it, they were trying to reject the scene the censors were because someone's butt could be seen in it. They're like, okay, well, what if we what if we covered it with blood? Yeah, that's fine. Oh. They literally approved it because the butt was covered in blood. Censorship is weird, folks. I was at Free Comic Book Day helping run the table. Oh, God, And a woman yeah. came in with her son. Five years old? Had to be. No uh, more than. Six, maybe. Kindergarten. He was in grade school. Yeah. And the mom came up looking at the table for him, and she picked up one. And I'm like, you know, I don't think that he would like that. I recommend some of the kids' ones over here. That one's a little adult. And she said, well, does it have swearing in it? I'm like... Well, I don't know about the swearing, but there's a lot of blood and violence and yeah. gratuitous imagery. And she's like, oh, it's okay. I'll let him play Mortal Kombat as long as there's no swearing. And I yeah. I just saw my future pass before my eyes. Like, am I going to be a crazy mom one day who says, it's okay. As long as they don't see butts, they can do anything else. Just no butts no. or swear words. <laughs> see, that's, and that's the problem is like people think that sex is this, and then people... We're getting into some uh, really. Uh, we're, we're trying to talk Didn't about we a kid come show. come on here to talk about a kid show. <laughs> so let's but, talk about a kid show. I was saying uh, that it was really cool to have a brother and sister be the two main characters. I feel like I could like immediately jump into a list where brothers and sisters are the main characters. Like instantly jump into a list. Like well, most of the, most of the nineties. Uh, for Disney, even the early millennium as well, uh, Disney and Nickelodeon, even some Cartoon Network is usually brother and sister. It's like the easiest joke to have. Well, okay, yes, but for those maybe who haven't seen a kid's cartoon for everyone in a while, for a lot of us, we remember it was a girl and she was trying to find romance, or a guy and he was trying to find such and such. It always seemed to be a pairing off of people, so it's nice to have a brother and sister who aren't just brother and sister because it's an easy way to sort of tell stories. A lot of those shows, I don't recall them ever just coming to the terms that these were brothers and sisters who would eventually grow up, part, live different lives without the other, especially with them being twin brother and sister. Yeah, now, I, I will admit, even though the, the trope has been done before of the... Um, you know, a brother and a sister, you know, go into hygiene or get into, not necessarily hijinks, but get into situations and stuff like that. That trope has been done before, but not to the extent that this one has. This one, this one took, takes the relationship to different levels, especially later on in the series. I want to say like 
last five or six episodes, they re they really really strengthen that relationship. Like it is a very um, the it is a very real relationship, um, and they allow it to be silly and kind of well cartoonish, but they also um, demand that it be real. Like you know, they demand that these these two characters actually interact how a brother and a sister would interact for the most part. <laughs> They're also made co-main characters. One yes. is not regulated to a side character or comic relief. Even Mabel, who is ridiculous at all times, she never once... They, they are very careful that she's not always wrong. That in situations where she goes crazy, it's not because, oh, she's a girl, you need to rein her in and learn that some things have to be serious. It's more often that Dipper needs to relax and, and and be a kid again and enjoy that part of his life. Yeah, and there's actually an entire episode dedicated to that. Dipper is very much logic, um, how things are, scientific, um, you know, more the id and the uh, and Mabel is more the ego, the, the passion, the um, illogical side of everything. Like, what happens if I just happen to turn upside down? Oh, this is the clue that we needed to find. So Exactly. Um, I like her character. It's so... It is not often that you get a character whose spontaneity and childishness is celebrated for being a kid. Usually the theme of that character is to learn to grow up and yeah. take responsibility. And, and she does do that, but not to the point where she loses who she is. Exactly. Like she, There's even an episode called Boss Mabel, and she's still the same... Mabel, even at the end of it, but maybe a little bit more mature, you know, and that's, and that's the whole thing about this show, is it's very much one of those shows that it, it allows the characters to be who they are, but it also forces them to go through changes. Well, that speaks to real life. Yeah. We're all supposed to grow up in a sense, but... We're not supposed to forget who we are within the process. Exactly. So, um, we don't, we're not really going to do a structure for this one because there's not, I mean, it's a... There's not a pro and con. What we're really going to try and do is say why we each love the show for why we like. I have very strong opinions on certain parts of this, why it's so great, and Aaron has a different viewpoint entirely and what he really likes about it. So, we're really... Where that, where that conflicting thing comes back for... The two people. So, um, I think uh, I want to bring up the character of Grunkle Stan, who may be one of my favorite complex characters from a show in a very long time. And again, you don't realize how complex he is until, until closer to the end. It is. He but, is entirely sympathetic, and he is a he is a monster, yet completely right and lovable, yet a grump. And never, never once do you feel like he's truly an awful person, except when they confront you with all this evidence that would suggest that he is a terrible human being who's committed great crimes in his past. And you, as the audience, you're not even supposed to doubt that. You are supposed to believe that yeah. at face value because they... You they, discover this along the same time as the characters do. Which, by the you. way, I, I, sorry, <laughs> you, you got to flow and I hate to interrupt it, but uh, big spoiler alert. We're, we're not even worrying about, like, because we're getting into some deep parts of this. Don't, do not, stop listening now. Go watch the series. It's on Hulu. All two seasons 
all however many episodes. I think the only one we but... can't spoil is Steven Universe because we are literally only halfway through. Yeah. Well, we can still spoil things, but we we got to get caught up on that. Well, I've uh, I've, I've, I've been known to put spoilers in the description tag to ward off people who listen. Well, still. I've been known to do that. Well, we're not going to do it this time. Okay. Um. However, um. So we we are we're going to get into some deep things, especially kind of on my side. But um, just if you haven't watched the series, go watch the series. It is absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. So um, spoilers. <laughs> I, I feel like we like I, I, we almost should have called a spoiler alert. But at the same time, <laughs> I I bet there's like a hundred podcasts called Spoiler Alert. I just feel there's a weird the culture today really frowns upon spoilers. But I think more important than the spoiler warning. Is that the purpose of fandoms is to share that love with other people and discuss it. Especially in Netflix where you don't have to wait a week for an episode. Game no. of Thrones is the only one to do that. But even if you watched like the pirated leaked version a week early, you'd have no one to discuss it with. Exactly. So then there's people who are like, I don't want to watch the leaked episode because no one else is going to watch it. And therefore, I'm just going to wait. And that actually kind of proves how strong the fandom is. So Yeah, I think that it's worthwhile discussing. I think it's more worthwhile discussing after you've seen it all with others who have seen it all to get further in. And if you're a new fan, you definitely should experience it for yourself. Yeah, and that's and that's a big thing. It's like, we are going to be talking about a lot of different uh, things here and you're not truly going to appreciate it until you listen or until you go and watch it and, and most of the time I'm like but you can still listen like this is probably going to be one of the few times where I say stop the podcast we appreciate you listening but stop the podcast go watch the series and then come back and re-listen to this true true so not spoiler warnings are aside what about Grunkle Stan's six-fingered time-traveling dimension-hopping brother? Man, you you've been you've been sitting <laughs> on that. The uh, uh, so with with the premise of these two kids, um, the mystery twins, as Dipper hated to be called at the oh, beginning. Oh, hated it. They uh, go to this town. Their parents send them off. We never meet the parents. Know so nothing about them, but they are shipped off to live with their yeah. Grunkle Stan, great uncle for, Stan, for the summer. Not, for the summer, not entirely, but for the summer. And, you know, and discovers, well, one of them discovers his journal who ends up being very helpful with the weirdness that happens in um, Gravity Falls. And, and That's why this... I love the characters so much, is that they are thrown into these situations. The, the whole juxtaposition of Grunkle Stan running a mystery shack that is filled with no actual mystery in the middle of a town where only mystery occurs is yeah. one of the great ironies and it only gets more delicious at the very end of the first season when you realize, oh, so he does know. He has his own mysteries. There's more to this than meets the eye. And, okay, so uh, the way we want to kind of split this up is through the character, the two main characters themselves. Liz representing Mabel and myself representing Dipper, as we kind of did a little bit earlier. Um, so Liz is going to kind of talk, and we're still going to discuss, I mean, this is definitely a two, uh, you know, a back and forth, um, but Liz is going to kind of focus on the characters and the visual elements, kind of how Mabel would, and I would, uh, talk about the developments, the storylines, um, and, um, the hidden stuff, you know, the mysteries of it. Uh, Dipper Waddles wants to know why you just won't start talking about the show. You're very logical. You don't understand, Mabel. There's a lot going on, and if I don't have 
the book. <laughs> oh, should we go get the book? I well, got him I'm, the book. I, I'm literally wearing my dipper hat because for my birthday, uh, uh, Mabel Liz here uh, bought me the book, um, which is like filled with every entry that you see in the show and um, a dipper hat. And, that's... and I'm holding a pet pig that I won at a carnival. That's a lie. I feel so bad. How dare you lie to our listeners like that? I know. All, all two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. There have been a lot of people listening recently. I know last week we didn't have one. Oh, yeah. And so I went We're through looking, and there were people uh, watching a lot of the Treasure Planet reviews Ooh. and the Disney sequel uh, well, maybe we'll start gaining some steam here soon. Then we'll have three listeners. <laughs> Yay! So well, when I share this, all of my friends who have bought and who have bought Gravity Falls artwork off of me are going to be so jazzed to hear we're talking about it. Yeah. Since you already kind of spoiled what we're going to wear at Comic Con, and well, it's going to be the Instagram. picture, Aaron. It's going to be the picture. Well, no, I mean like you already you posted today about your uh, on Instagram. Aaron, it's a social media world. I'm just living in it. I don't make the rules. Uh huh. So let's 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 start with the characters. Okay. Well, I think Mabel is a delight. The voice actress, um, is, Christian Schaal, is a freaking gem. She needs to be in everything. I uh, love. It, you would recognize her as well from Bob's Burgers, another yes. fantastic show. Yes. Uh, ironically, not knowing those two were linked, the other thing that I have besides my Mabel sweater is my Louise Bunny ears hat. For cons, uh, yeah. So. so literally, you. So Christian Schaal. She's Shaw, really good. She's really really good. Christian um, Schaal, if you're listening to this, we'd love to have you on the show. Uh, um, I also really do enjoy uh, the voice acting for all the characters. Dipper. Uh, Jason Ritter. Jason Ritter. Um, Grunkle Stan. Which is actually, Grunk, uh, Grunkle Stan's voice actor is the voice actor for many, many, many different things. Um, there's a crazy uh, kind of prospector type guy, um, McGucket. He is voiced by the same guy. Um, and truth be told, like you kind of look through the list. And there is a ton that is voiced by the same guy. And you think, wow, they must have paid him a lot. When you realize it's actually the show creator, Alec Hirsch. Alex Hirsch. Yeah. Um, I love how they give all the characters such great depth. I don't feel anyone is truly one-dimensional because they take the time to make sure everyone has a voice. Um, Wendy is a really Voiced nice... by Linda Card... Cardinelli? Cardin... Cardinelli. Cardellini. Cardellini. Um, Velma from Scooby-Doo. She's really great. Movies, they, rather. They give her so much backstory, and they let her be her own character, and not just the female archetype. Yeah. I, no one's an archetype in this. They let her be just her own character. She's a tomboy because she was raised in a family full of boys. She holds her own. Um, but she has no problem uh, liking whatever she likes. And um, we have all these little reoccurring characters that show up. Um... Little old me. Oh, yeah. Uh, he Gideon is probably... the He is on the same level when I first watched this as... Um, book five, Order of the Phoenix. Pink. I must not tell lies. Oh, um... Not McGonagall. Um, um, she is uh, basically a villain who is not big bad baddie. 
but a villain you love to hate. A villain who just will not give your main characters a break at any point in time. Continuously on them, never ceasing, never stopping. Just, and no one sees them for what they truly are, which is why it's so freaking terrible. Um, yeah, I'm trying, I'm sorry, I'm trying to remember her name. It's alright. Um... And also, we forgot Alex Hirsch uh, voiced Seuss as well, I think. Uh, yes, I haven't gotten to Seuss yet. I really like Seuss, too, because, again, he could have been a very easy, dumb character, but they yeah. but they quickly get rid of that. Um, this is probably my own ignorance. I didn't realize Seuss was short for Jesus and that he was Latina in any way. Latino. And, until he met his grandmother. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, abuela. abuela. Exactly. So, And that's, that's what I mean when I say I, I don't want a ton of attention drawn to race in that I don't want race to be the focus it's not look how good we were we put a black guy in here it, sh it should never be like that it should just be these characters exist and most of the things about them are incidental not fueling as it were um for example uh Seuss is a really great character and um but he is not defined by his race yeah he, or his he, gender in a, yeah. in a weird way i feel like especially with the the dating episode uh the oh giffany giffany uh, what yeah. is it giffany or giffany see we can't even tell anymore it's giffany but whatever um what i like about it is that you should um i was actually just listening to the gilmore guys podcast today and they're talking about how casting directors you know, very rarely put just, um, they don't talk about how easy it is to slot a person of color into any role. It's so easy because, wouldn't you believe it, we're all just people and actors are either good or bad regardless of skin tone. And it's so easy to just, just slot it in. Because no one really, if you do it correctly in the way that it's just a traditional uh, idea about the character, it doesn't matter. And it shouldn't matter. Mm -hmm. That's what I, that's what I think I really care about with, like, racial uh, diversity and we're getting off topic and I will yes. start talking about how um, <laughs> you know Francis from Deadpool turned down this role for this upcoming uh, movie because it was a man of Asian American descent in the manga and the comic that it's based off of and when he found out he's like he turned down the role he's like I'm really sorry I didn't know now that I know you're right I, I'm not gonna be part of the whitewashing that Hollywood is doing and that's really cool to see someone in the industry do that. We can make a million think pieces, but it's really cool to see someone with the capability to be like, I'm going to In the say kind of the something. fortitude and someone who can actually like say, oh, you know what? I don't need this. I should be fine. Yeah. And then, then the, uh, the whole the, studio was like, oh yeah, we should probably, yeah. Okay. Let's fix that. Okay. Go back. We're looking for Asian actors now, which is important. Um, and I don't even know if I, have, if I like the movie, but I like what it's saying already in production. But again, um, I really so, like... Uh, but you to kind of bring up a point that you were just talking about with the characters, um, how no one really gets to... No one is just a shoehorn character. Like, the most shoehorned characters still have just a little bit of depth to them. Just even a little bit. They're not just so flat. Um, like, there's these two recurring characters that are like the, the police in the town. There's oh Sheriff God. Blobs and his deputy... And they have this weird symbiotic relationship that, like, you can be like, maybe it's homosexual, maybe it's not, if they but are, but it doesn't matter. matter. It's precious. They yeah. care so much about each other that they don't want the other one to hurt. Yeah. It's, Even it's, though they're ridiculously incompetent in every single way. Stupidly incompetent. But, so, you have those characters, and then you have, like, two kind of, like, not bully character. You have one that's a bully character, and then another one that's, like, 
still kind of a bully character, but they both end up. You Are both kind of uh, end up liking the both of them. Pacifica. Yeah, there, there's a character. Her name is literally Pacifica Northwest. Yeah. Um, but unch. It is. It and is then Robbie. Yeah. Which Robbie is voiced by T.J. Miller, who, God, <laughs> he, this man needs more work. Not because he's not getting paid enough. No, he. The world needs to see how funny T.J. Miller is. He's got a great voice. Yeah. Again, all voice acting this just spot on. A single one, I think. However. My favorite voice and my favorite character has to be Bill Cipher. And and again, that's he is goddamn terrifying. But and it's so funny if you were to see a like beforehand when you see a picture of him or you see him like introduced, you're like he's a floating oh. pyramid with a top hat, a cane, and one eye. He's the Mister Peanut of pyramids, and you're like, how in the world is this going to be intimidating? Like this is this is nothing. And then at, near the end of the series, anytime someone says Cipher or Bill Cipher, you're like, you get oh, a I shiver down your spine. Scared his very first appearance. It's so creepy. It'll be a character slowly going to sleep. And then all of a sudden, all of these eyes just start appearing in and trees. Yeah, and, and it goes black and, and white it's and subtle, fuzzy. It's subtle, but not at the same time. Almost kind of like a like um, like a buzzing like from a different room. Like It's subtle enough that you could miss it, but it, it still grabs your attention. And like when it's on the trees, when, mm -hmm. the, when the eyes appear on the trees, you're like, what's going on here? He's my most, he's my most favorite villain. His voice acting is... Because he's not just scary. This is not just the clown from It. This is clever. He's clever. He's manipulative. He's diabolical. He enjoys if, um, his villainy. He enjoys scheming. He enjoys double-crossing. Uh, if um, Little Gideon is what's-her-face what's um, from Harry Potter, this is Voldemort. Oh, yeah. Like, But, like... Straight like, up. Like, in a creepier sense. Like, Voldemort is terrifying when he wants to be... Bill Cipher is just always terrifying. Like, he you're always at unease with him. He is scary as all get out. There is a lot to be said about how they really do muck with your mind. Um, there are lots of times that I found myself not expecting turns in which way things would go. Um, there are times when the villains win, and that to me is so antithetical to the idea of a Disney show. The villains are never supposed to win. The villains yeah. are never supposed to actually get what they want. It's so... And it's also nice to see that every uh, action has a, a consequence. Everything must be paid. Nothing is allowed to just be forgotten with the wave of a magic wand. Um, yeah, it's not just instantly okay. They actually had they actually had to work to make things right. Yeah. Um, like, and sometimes, like, <laughs> harder than you would expect. Yeah. Uh, I think what I want to do is I don't want to... Because I actually am interested in hear all the story ideas for you, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through and say all the favorite monsters slash characters that show up that are just super freaking memorable to me. Um, let's see, because there's one every episode. We learn about a different just about of, yeah. just about a different creature of some kind every episode. Um, let's see, uh, the unicorns. Oh God, yeah. The unicorns are the Freaking best interpretation of a unicorn ever. They they are just so okay, vain. Okay, fine, you caught us. We just like to be chicks. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? The best voices. Like, the absolute best voices. Um, And they're such assholes. And they're like, oh, excuse me, I have a three o'clock posing by a waterfall. Yay! It's, oh my god, it's so good. It, it, like, 
you could tell they were like, okay, we we're we're doing mystical and or mythical creatures. We've done a lot of other things. All right, let's 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 yeah. do a unicorn, but let's have fun with it. Um, the wax head of Larry King. <laughs> who keeps appearing in the vents. Wax head of Larry King is hungry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Patton Oswald voicing the Minipution uh, from no, the uh, Lily, mini golf course. Uh, yeah, the Lily, Lily Putchins. Yeah, I never, I couldn't figure out what the, the pun on Lilliputian from Gulliver's Travels was, so I kept mixing Lily it up Put, in my yeah, Lily, Lily Putchins. Putchins or, or they had a different name, but it was Lily Putt instead of Lily Putchins. Um, the, um... The ghost from the Northwest Manor. My oh, favorite. Yeah. The art Just direction the, yeah. for that episode alone is so great. Um, there is, uh, oh, um, the really, the scary, shape-shifting, morphing alien that can take on any appearance. Oh, yeah, appearance. the, yeah. And when he's finally frozen, and he's like, this will be the last thing you see before you die, and he freezes in how, like, it's... Like, it just is so creepy, and I hate... And he's actually voiced by Mark Hamill. I know. Yeah. That's, like, the the Thing horror to me is a scary horror. The end of The Thing is just these two people, and one of them is, like, it's like that last, almost last episode of Futurama. One of you is definitely the alien who's oh, going like, to yeah. shoot the other first. So I, I love that. It's always a scary trope for me to see that. Um, uh, I really do like uh, Great Uncle Ford, who is Uncle mm-hmm. Sam's brother. Um, the, yeah. Yeah, he, um, I kind of wish they gave him more time, um, but he, with having to... The, he becomes it, unsympathetic at points, which yeah. is not the fault of the voice actor, but I think a no, fault of... J.K. Simmons did a great job. Like, I feel like, J- I don't know if they if they could have done better with having someone else, because J.K. Simmons It's the fault of us job. being on Uncle Sam's side, even though, objectively, from his story, he is in the wrong. It's a like, tricky balancing it's, act to yeah, play. Yeah, like, in the whole story with, you know, the, the, the two Stans, um, mm-hmm. you know, Stanley and Stanford, um, growing up together, you see that Stanford, um is very much, it, it, um, and that's where a nice parallel comes with, um, with Dipper and Mabel, because they're not the exact same, but they're similar. Again, um, it's a reflection. They get to look at this past where this one thing broke them apart forever, which is the impetus to give Mabel the, the thing that, uh, to give Bill Cipher the, rift yeah. in time that he's been searching for it's that it's that i you know time i want to stay <laughs> I, time, oh, time baby um just the idea that she doesn't want to leave this this is the best example of the don't want to grow up because it's not for a selfish reason like i don't want to get older or i want to be 13 forever because i'm popular it's i don't want my brother to leave i don't want things to get bad like yeah. i saw with my great uncles yeah and the thing and it's like again more so with just the characters themselves um again stanford is the id the the logical the scientific whereas stan lee is the passion the the ego the very much the um uh loose screw if you will and it's but they work together very well like they 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 grew up together. They're brothers. They love each other. But you know things happen, and of course, uh, Stan Lee has a hard time, um, like controlling his anger. And by, and when that and when that stuff happens, he realizes that he actually hurts people sometimes way too much. And and it's um, it's kind of an interesting um, dynamic to see that. Whereas is with um, instead of anger with Mabel is silliness. 
mm-hmm. is um, goofy, goofing around type thing. Um, because Dipper is very much like by the books, like we got to do it this way. No, you got to have fun. Well, I, I, but the book doesn't say how to have fun. You know, like he, he <laughs> creates like a 40 step plan on how to even just sit next to, uh, his crush Wendy. Yeah. Like it's so, it's so adorable, but at the same time you're like, Oh, okay. And, but like with, um, on the opposite side, Mabel, like, she she thinks she, she can just flow through everything without a plan. And they have to learn, you know, um, Dipper has to learn, oh, no, I have to actually be looser and more flexible. Whereas um, Mabel learns, you have to have more of a plan. You you don't have to be strict and, you know, not be, have fun and, you know, all that stuff. But you do, having a plan helps. So Exactly. And with the whole thing. Um, Bye, podcast. Yeah, uh, so uh, I guess going back to the subjects we were at hand. Um, uh, fi- last, last two, Halloween Trickster. Oh, Halloween also Trickster was creepy, good. Also good. Yeah, Summerween. That was a that was a actually a really creepy episode. So creepy. Um, there and the thing is, is like not every single episode has a a new monster or something new to fight, but the ones that do are usually pretty memorable. You know, in a For show me, that yeah. has maybe like forty six to fifty episodes, it's you know like. I would when say we get at least... into the when we get into the horror aspect of it, when we talk about the story, we're gonna, I'm going to talk about all the stuff, all the images that are just haunting me even now. Forty episodes. Forty episodes. And out of forty episodes, like at least twelve of them have a some sort of like one off or not really occur reoccurring creature, villain, something like that. But when they do, they are memorable. Very much so. Yeah. Um, final character. Uh. The head and arm of Louis C.K. <laughs> that, the, the, actually, the, 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 that name is something very specific. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, that's right. He does. All the, all the demons that come out uh, during Weird Mageddon yeah, have he a has, name. He's like the being of unspeakable horror. He actually no, has No, the a being name. of unspeakable horror was the one with no face. The, the horror, one that was like a loaf yeah. of bread. Um, yeah. The, uh, I'm sorry, him. <laughs> it is the horrifying... Sweaty one arm uh, demon. <laughs> Sweaty. And all it is is Louis C.K. kind of riffing. It all like, it is. Hey, I, I need you to get in my mouth. I just... Hey, can 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 you can you please get in my mouth? I I that is in, like, you're why are you running away? That's incredibly rude. Yeah. Like just Louis C.K. just having fun with it. So those um, are uh, and when we talk about scenes, we'll talk about scenes. But as far as memorable characters go, there's a there's just a crap ton of them. And I didn't even talk about um, Mabel's friends. Oh yeah. Um, crap, I'm forgetting Grenda. Grenda. Grenda and, and Candy. And Candy. I am Candy. And uh. Candy. I love, I love watching it with the subtitles on because whenever Grenda speaks, they preface it that it's with this off-putting masculine voice. Yeah. <laughs> off-putting masculine voice says, <laughs> I'm Grenda! <laughs> so good. And then again, oh, so many, I, uh... I cried a lot in this show, too. So let's get into some of the stuff that you wanted to talk about. Some of this storyline, this whole... Um, Mystery. Stranger Things, Twin Peaks, Twin Pines sort of craziness going on with the story and the mysteries of it all. So um, we rewatched it. Um, we, we watched it one time, watched it all the way through, really enjoyed it, and then we kind of walked away from it for a while and then came back to it recently. That's why, one of the reasons why we're talking about it and one of the reasons why... 
A, were doing it for Comic-Con, and B, you know, got it, got the stuff for my birthday. Um, but re-watching it, especially from the beginning, you realize how many times they set something up, how many times they'll, they'll throw one little thing in, and you think, oh, okay, not a big deal, and it pays off later on. Like, the very first episode is all about these gnomes, and how they're trying, and, uh, like, <laughs> uh, and like how Dipper thinks it's a zombie and ends up being gnomes. It's like it's such and like immediately you're like when he does that when he opens up the book to show Mabel that something's going on. The page that he opens and shows her and shocks her with is the picture of the gnomes. She's like gnomes, and yeah. he's like no 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 here zombies. That's what's going on here. Yeah, he was right the first time, and that's and that's the thing is like like that that is actually a great example because that. They will do that shit all the time. Um, so we mentioned Bill Cipher, and Bill Cipher is the main antagonist for this entire freaking series. He is the bad baddie. Um, there he are, is the strutter. A lot of the baddies uh, connect, like Gideon connects to him. Yeah. Um, but um, like a lot a, of actually a lot of things will actually um, a lot of things to lead him. to him. He is actually like very much the chess master, the the puppet. Uh, puppeteer. Oh, he literally becomes a puppeteer of different. Oh bodies. yeah, he actually like comes into his body at one point. It's and and like there's it was really funny too because they were able to uh, <laughs> they actually bring him like like how he tricks him is really simple and you're like oh oh ah oh, we're dummies we couldn't know that. But Bill Cipher is really funny because he doesn't make his first appearance probably until I want to say like. Episode eight, nine. Yeah, to go that far into a series without the antagonist showing up is a is a risky move. However, he is actually in quite a bit of the series before at that point. Like, there's an episode, there's an episode where the um, uh, Dipper is trying to um, uh, beat a video game. No. No, he's trying to get, like, Wendy's approval or something like that. And he uses a video game um, character to try to teach him things. Well, the video game character comes to life. Um, but what happens is, at the beginning of that episode, you see all these video games. And sure, some of them are references. But at one point, if you look at the screen, there is a yellow triangle with an eye in the middle. Mm -hmm. And like, that's episode, like... Three or four. Well, they talk about that a lot, about they, they drop those visual cues. Are you talking about Rumble McSkirmish? Yeah, no, no, I was talking about, like, how, um... No, I know that, but, like, I've totally forgot what another great, wonderful, memorable, uh, and villain, only, like, for a moment, because at the end, he joins them, he joins the side of the good guys and Weird Mageddon to take well, back he doesn't, everything. he wasn't a bad guy, he just... He was fighting, he, no, he didn't get... Roman was skirmish out to win Winnie's approval. He brought him out to fight Robbie for him That's because right, he yeah. did not want to fight him on his own. Because he couldn't. I mean, Robbie's like head, shoulders, possibly even twice his size. But you know, um, it was just really funny. Uh, there's a crazy amount of callbacks when you get to the end and you realize that we need these twelve people to join hands, and, and you realize like, that these things like the pine tree on Dipper's hat. Or the shooting star sweater that Mabel is often wearing. All these things are connected in a way that all these characters were worthwhile and, and needed. And that's and that it just really goes to show that this series was like 
it had a story before it had a premise. Like, there was a story they wanted to tell about these two siblings trying to counter weird stuff, trying to defeat this guy who's always trying to trick them. And the stories have a uh, usually have a unique way of kind of not only wrapping up, but sometimes even um, inter intertwining. Like, the unicorn episode... Um, was uh, all about how um, the whole reason they went and tried to find the unicorn is because if they could get the unicorn's hair, they could create a protection barrier around the shack. Well, the um, they what happens is uh, Uncle Ford, or Grunkle Ford, the only reason that he didn't want to do it is because he knew that unicorns were the worst. So they try to go and do this other thing, which ended up having to do with this kind of like alien spaceship. Which again, there's this weird crater kind of cut through the side of a, a mountain. And you never really think about it. You just think, oh, maybe it's just some sort of weird natural formation. And you realize, oh no, it's a freaking alien spaceship through, flew through it. Yeah, exactly. And you see all these shots all the time. Um, especially the whole idea about uh, gravity falls and literally gravity does fall it disappears from gravity falls at a point when this rift in the dimension is happening or when they're trying to stop the rift from happening yeah and it's one of those like um sometimes it takes like you know a second or even third watch through to catch all of the little hints all of the little little throwbacks all the little um you know uh, things that you you're not going to really notice the first time and it's um it's it's so well done um the stories themselves like um there's a story uh where they accidentally time travel and dipper's like oh well i you know because he was trying to have the perfect day with wendy and something keeps happening with her and he keeps trying to fix it and they end up figuring out that the way to fix it was for mabel never to get waddles her her stuffed pig her pet pig. Her pet, sorry, pet pig. And um, and he's like, oh, well, I, you know, at least I got to hang out with Wendy. And she just kind of stands there. And then, like, he's like, oh, well, you'll forget about this in a day. She's still standing there. Uh, maybe a week. She's still standing there. A month. Still standing there. A year? And, like, she's still just standing there. And, like, and they make a joke about it. But, like, it shows that, like, she really does care and that he really does care about her. And maybe, you know... Spending time with Wendy isn't this isn't uh, shouldn't come at the expense of Mabel's happiness. So um, it ends up being that he is able to kind of spend some time with her anyways. And there's a lot like yeah, the whole crush thing kind of um, not derails it a little bit, but that may be one of the weaker parts of it. But no. it's still but no, it's one of the weaker parts. But it's still not that weak. No, it's not about being weak. The he was never going to get her. That's why yeah. I think you're you're focusing on that it's a weak storyline because he does not he fails to get her in the end, but that was never what it was about. Having a crush on an older girl does not mean the older girl is going to date you. Oh yeah. It's and it's and, and they clearly it, like each other. Yeah, but she in, definitely has she has like a weird respect not weird, but she definitely has respect for him. Yeah, so I don't think it's a failure at all. I think it's shockingly yeah. realistic about how that summer crush is supposed to go and probably the best way it can end up is not that you keep start dating and realize you have nothing in common because there are four transformative years apart from each other, mm -hmm. but that we can remain friends and still be friends. That's the cool part. And they, and they definitely did do that. They did a lot with showing these, you know, these characters aren't one or two dimensional, you know, they're very, 
um, very well rounded, and um, you know, like I was saying, like with these these episodes, the, they did another time travel episode, but they were trying to figure out about Seuss's birthday and why he hates celebrating his birthday, and then you come to realize that Seuss, Seuss hates his birthday because his dad always kept saying he was going to show up, and he never did. Yeah, that was one of the that was one of the crime moments when he gets the thing that can. The time orb that lets him make any consequence-free wish you could ever want, and they get it for him, thinking, you know, well, we should get, we should win it and give it to Zeus, and then he can see his dad, and that's that's what he wants to happen. He wants his dad to be in his life, and he gets it, and instead he just wishes that all their bruises and scrapes are gone, and that they can just spend the day together because he doesn't need a guy who has failed to show up every year of his life for his for his, yeah, his dad day. his dad made the decision not to be a part of his life so why should he keep pining for him and it's like a weird polarizing moment and you're like oh my god this show freaking like that means you think and mm-hmm. um you know, there's, and then the whole Two Stands episode, oh, the, the Two see, Stands oh, episode. Oh, the Two Stands episode was, and it's one of those, they do this fun thing with the credits before and after where they'll put a voice whispering backwards that you can then rewind, yeah. or a secret code in a in a codex that you can, like, figure out what they're actually saying, and in that one, and they have a little scene, usually, of just something that's been happening during the episode, like some extra jokes that didn't make it in, or something fun like that, but that one, it was just... A really quiet image of them sitting on the beach together next to the boat that they were building when they were kids. Yeah, usually the main credits is maybe some sort of scene. Like the very first episode, uh, there's a part where a uh, um, a gnome like bends over and starts puking up rainbows. The like the the end credit scene is him puking up the rainbow. It's, it's, just, it's just like, Ugh, uh, and so you uh, think, oh, that's what's gonna be just gonna be. Just you know, humorous as opposed yeah. to. But then there's a lot of like, especially with the, with Weird Mageddon when it starts, um, the episode before it and when it starts it, it just ends and then it's just this really quiet babbling brook with a really slow playing of the opening theme. Just really yeah, you're slow. like slow. Like this is like not, it puts you on edge, but not to the point where these, like you're like you can't watch and you, it. Anymore. And then um, you see all you just hear in the distance. You just see all this lightning and thunder and this piece of paper just shifting in the breeze and screams of terror happening off screen as yeah. you know that it's hitting the town and people are getting sh- dying and all this stuff and it they for not showing death. It sh- it it feels it, like there it's is. It's a very. It is a very. Lives are being taken. It feels that yeah. way without showing that. It is very much a. Um, it is a very much a creepy and uh, almost not horror, but almost has horror elements, especially at the end. But it's supposed to. Yeah, and then Bill Cipher uh, changes up the opening credits to be a yeah. a, a waterfall of blood flowing up into the sky yeah. and. Uh, all these really creepy things because uh, he's because he's he he is a manipulator of reality. He is a transdimensional being. He can do whatever the hell he wants. He has yeah. no rules, no qualms. They try to prevent him from coming to this plane of existence multiple multiple times. When he finally he does, they they keep him trapped within this bubble of gravity falls, and they they do all of these different things and manage to outwit him outwit him at every angle and they they almost excuse me they almost get him multiple times and finally finally the way that they the way that they um just 
The only way you can get rid of Bill is if he enters your mind and you have to let him in. Yeah. The only way we could then then they could use a device that they had gotten from previous episodes to erase the memory, the mind with Bill trapped inside that mind. And they and they they were able to trick him because it, again, how he tricks people is usually very simple. Like he think you think you're getting something that you want, but in reality you're getting something that you uh, don't want or don't need or like you're getting exactly what you want just not how you wanted it um so it's all about the wording yeah never make a deal with the devil exactly exactly and they did and they 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 spun it on its head and it was such a simple thing is they um invited uh into because they had switched their their clothing um grunkle stan um was dressed as grunkle ford um, and they said, and so they invited him into his mind, and Grunkle Ford had his mind erased. And that scene. But it wasn't, it was actually Stan. So, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so he enters, yeah. so Bill enters his mind, it's just this big, empty, white space of his one door, and he's like, and I've he's, got you now, and he opens the door. And it's and just Grunkle Stan watching TV, and he's like. And it's, and like a wife beater, and like boxer shorts, and, and his little And he just looks at him, and he's like, hmm. Gotcha. And Bill just screams in rage. And he's like, and he, can't, and he like tries and he just, to go back out the door and there's, he can't even open up the door. He just drinks his peach pit and he's like, I'm saving my kids. It's all that matters. I, I love the, 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 one of the final lines. He, like he, and he tries to bargain with him. He's like, I'll give you whatever you want. And then like, uh, uh, he's just like, look at me, look at me while this happens. He's just like, Oh my God. Like, Grunkle Stan has a lot of kick-ass moments. The ending of uh, season two, the finale, when he's been taken into custody by the FBI agents and they're interrogating oh, yeah. him and he times the moment when gravity fails for a moment during yeah. the transmissional rift and he jumps up over them and hovers through space and loops his cuffs off. It's all very cinematically cool and uh, that scene and... Uh, than him giving illegal him goat trading or whatever. Oh and yeah, like, just so many. So, I gotta get these pugs. It was pug illegal pug, pug yeah. trading. Yeah, I gotta get these pugs over the border. I'm like, <laughs> uh, they're they're um, and again, I I don't know how else to describe this as just well thought out. Um, you know they uh, they this ain't a lost. This isn't no lost. They they had an idea and then they just lost sight of it. If this they was, had tracked Lost in three seasons, they could have done so much better than just saying, yeah. "Nope, keep going. No, don't have an ending sometimes, in sight." Sometimes that's because of the the people who are making it themselves, and sometimes that's the the networks themselves too. Mm -hmm. Because like, how I met your mother, who him him. Uh, seventh season of Gilmore Girls. Yeah, they. This one, and I still feel like there's some a little bit of net, network influence because how they wrapped everything up at the end. I really, really felt like they were looking at maybe doing one more season, or they were doing wanting to do just a little bit more because the way they wrapped it up was just so quickly done. No, and I'm not. No, I hang didn't on. Feel that. No, hang on. I'm not talking about the final scenes. I'm not talking about what happens right at the very end. That was beautiful and heartfelt and like made me sad and happy at the same time. Like I was incredibly sad and incredibly happy all at the same time. <laughs> it felt like I was leaving Gravity Falls and it, it, it made me incredibly sad but happy for what I had at that point. I am talking about how they, I loved 
love, love, loved how they finally managed to defeat him. They had this huge thing with the, the circle, and you always saw the symbol of him in the middle, and like this the circle with all the symbols and everything like that, which I'm hoping to have a temporary tattoo of if the ink actually comes in in time. <laughs> Knock on wood. Um, but I love that part. But if you look between him getting... Um, him getting defeated and the scenes when they're leaving, everything that happens in between is super quick and they, like, I They I know felt it's like, not the important part. It's not important. Yeah. It's, it's funnier to just say that the Northwest lost their entire fantasy because they yeah. were frauds the whole time and McGucket bought the manor. It's <laughs> it's funny just to see these things fly by. That's that's the fun part of it because those are, those are interesting characters, no doubt. But what yeah. we really want is to see our main cast back together again before they have to leave and, and say goodbye. And, that's, and that is exactly what happens, too. Like, they... But uh, with Grunkle Stan losing his memory and then... Um, uh, And then just quickly regaining it back. That was a cop-out. I'm not upset. It was a Disney show, babe. Just like yeah. the way they weren't going to make Grunkle Stan actually a bad guy halfway through the show. They weren't going to let him just be forever separated from his children through the through through the mind. Yeah. This wasn't a cop-out in the way that a dead character comes back to life. This is a more tragic... And I'm glad this, they this, did the, That was the way to kill a character, like sacrifice themselves... Without actually having them sacrifice themselves, mm -hmm. so I, yeah, I think it's it, it was much a little more tragic. Here's the thing: they let it play out for a while, though. To be fair, they yeah. did let it play out for quite a while. I will admit, um, they definitely, uh, they definitely, um, they definitely what? They definitely played on it. I mean. But my, my thinking, my, my thing with it is, even with that possibly being like the thing that I I hated the most, I disliked the most, the thing I liked the least about this show was that scene or how they handled that. I could have a lot worse complaints. I could have so many other complaints. If I have two, three complaints about a show that's only 40 episodes long and is going to go down as one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's perfectly fine. Um, the, the writing, the writing team, the direction, the creation, everything behind the show is solid to the point that it is better Overall, and, and I have to say overall with this, but it is better overall than Steven Universe. Now, I'm not saying Steven Universe is bad. I'm saying this is like comparing chocolate cake to apple pie. Both are fantastic, and both are completely different. But if you have to compare the two, you're going to have to pick one. So, this is chocolate cake. Well, I mean, well, okay. <laughs> Let's let's say okay. You're and I mean the this... analogy, and I'm getting hungry. <laughs> okay, you're right. So let me let me let me pull back on that a little bit. Then um, now we don't this, know where this Steven from Universe starts, is going. And and you're right. Steven Universe actually hasn't ended yet. But what I'm saying is, is 
from episode one to episode 40 of Gravity Falls, there was there's nary an episode that we disliked, that we had issues with. Now, there's ones that aren't as strong. That's like the nostalgia critic doing the top 11 worst episodes of Avatar when he's like, it's hard to pick these because every episode is really good. However, there are some that are not as strong. And that's exactly what we, when I kind of have to, that, that's the same asterisk. Steven Universe is no less strong or no less of a good show than Gravity Falls. What I'm saying is from beginning to end, Gravity Falls is better. Because, and you had this thought too, the beginning of Steven Universe drags. Oh. The first like six or seven episodes. Oh, like yeah. Steven himself is an annoying character and like... And maybe it's because you're not used to them yet. I, I, I don't know. I actually kind of want to go back and restart it and just kind of get caught up that way again. But They are holding their deck so close to their chest. Because I didn't realize how good this season could be until Steven finds a video of his mom on the beach. Oh, like, my God. Like, yeah. oh, my God, here it is. Now I'm seeing it. because And we, it wouldn't have worked any other way. If we had too much of Rose Quartz, we would not be able to feel such just lump in your chest every time that she shows up. It, it, God, and, and she's voiced, oh, see, Susan Egan, oh, <laughs> God, Megara from um, uh, Hercules, but God, her voice. But going back to Gravity Falls, um, because this is, the, this is what actually the podcast is about, um, that, that, and that's that's where the comparison would be, is that Gravity Falls, from beginning to end, is overall stronger. Like, if I were to give it, you know, out of 10, I would say 8 to 9 to 9.5. Somewhere in that range. Do you think it gets that because it has a more traditional storyline? With no. protagonists, good and evil, mm -hmm. likable characters? Because I would suggest that Steven Universe has a very vague, nebulous storyline much more driven by the character's whims as opposed to an overarching force. Even when something does show up, it's not... It hasn't been building and building, and now it, it's it a can. battle. It's, it can. And those characters are not set to stay evil forever. Those characters are not set to stay good forever. It's continually evolving, and yeah. I think it has much more to do with character development as it does with the, the actual story elements as were what i mean is not because of the the story elements or because of the characters i'm i'm meaning overall and unfortunately near the beginning and there are sometimes character decisions and stuff like that that make Steven universe just a little bit weaker and I, again i freaking love steven universe I think Steven Universe is one of the most progressive and innovative shows that we have ever seen. Steven Universe is And we do not as... like Adventure Time, so don't like yeah, take like... us to be those people who are like, oh, they went off model for their character to, uh, Yeah, images. like they're, they're looser. Well, actually, I would say like whatever... We're not Steven in the Un shows. When Steven Universe establishes like a character build or something like that, they stay with it, whereas Adventure Time is a lot more What we're saying looser. is we're not into a show for innovation's sake. We're not here because it's a Seinfeld animated and that's just so revolutionary. We have to no. have a good reason to like this show. Like, Avatar was revolutionary. Steven Universe is revolutionary. I definitely put them exactly on the same plane. Like, I would actually put... I wouldn't put Gravity Falls on that same plane. I would put Gravity Falls 
in its own in it in a couple steps down. It's innovative, but it's not innovative to the point where you have characters that literally dance together to become one. Like that is, if that's not a metaphor for love and sex and and bonding and marriage and oh my god, that just works on so many different levels. But the fact of the matter is overall entirely like if i gave gravity falls a 9.5 i would give steven universe a 9 like that like or even a 9.4 it's like that freaking close so again this is not a podcast about steven universe it's about gravity falls so all right well let me um bring you back on track i thought yes. of a question that we could both answer okay yeah absolutely true all right uh if bill cypher had to get you out of the way and put you in a bubble of what you most wanted <laughs> to happen <laughs> what would be in your bubble oh, i can already tell you i like without even thinking Don't about me. it um so i remember i did this thing with either myspace or facebook way 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 back in the day like back when myspace was still a thing or facebook had just began and it was something about answer these questions. Oh, it was the notes. It was something to do with the notes back when Facebook still had notes. I think they still do, but nobody uses them. <laughs> um, so it, it, there's a bunch of questions. It's like, what would your version of happen? Which I think is kind of similar, but the bubble is a little bit more where you can control it. But it's still the same answer for me. Um, what mine is, is where I get to sit down in a restaurant. Not a specific restaurant, just a restaurant. I get to sit down and I get to not only eat and not have to worry about cleaning up or making the food, um, but I get to sit down, I get to eat, but also I get to enjoy everyone who came with me. And in fact, the 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 heaven one that I did, I, I, I put down a shit ton of celebrities and then a bunch of friends and family. Now, I would probably do still some celebrities, but like... I would honestly, I would want to do group settings, and then I would want to do one-on-ones. Because those, even, like, you and I are probably the, like, our relationship is probably one of the few relationships that if we're around other people, it doesn't change. Like, there have been people that whenever I talk to them one-on-one, -on -one, just by ourselves, it is an entirely different conversation than if one other person was there. Not to mention more than one person. So, um, but it would be where I am able to sit down and have a meal, a nice long, where I don't care if I'm taking up a table for three hours meal, um, and I get to converse with people, you know, be it you, my parents, your family, um, John C. McGinley, Ryan Reynolds, um, Robin Williams, uh, you know, all of, all of these different people that I would love to just talk to. So my, my bubble would be a place where I could sit, eat, and talk. And drink, of course. That that would be my bubble. So. I like that bubble. Really, Aaron, you like to talk? We don't have however many episodes we're in. Uh, 15. Past 10, 14, 12. Yeah, 12. 12 episodes of just me ranting the whole time. So, um, But that, that would be my bubble. Hmm. What would your bubble be? Hmm. I think my bubble would have a sun, uh, like a sunshine, a sun that I could make do whatever I want at any given moment. So it'd be dawn with pre-pink light and everything just waking up and that hint of cold. Or it'd be uh, 
sunset or, or or sunset just a beautiful 360 sunset or um or like high noon where it's just the sun and a sky of blue but it's not too hot and you're just sitting there on a fall day or uh or eclipse after seeing the eclipse i would live in a bubble who was always eclipse all the time <laughs> so okay so that's a setting but i yeah. or that's that's an outward well, setting you didn't let me finish sorry, i was just sorry. giving you background information on I, the bubble I, you you finished and i thought i you stopped and i thought you were finished i apologize keep going mm, let's see um there would be herds of wild cats that just roam um <laughs> Yeah, your, yours, I can already tell yours is way more in-depth than mine. Her, I, I honestly, when I brought, when I said to myself, I'm not going to think of the question before I propose it to Aaron, because I want to hear what he has to say and be a bit organic with mine. Um, robes of, uh, robes, herds of roving cats. Um, I would want to ride giant horses. Giant horses, like 20-foot story tall horses. Um, and... I would want a treehouse that's bigger on the inside uh. where um, I could cook anything that I thought that I wanted to make. I would know how to make and make it. <laughs> and someone else would do the dishes. Yeah. And uh, in in the treehouse would just be all of these bookcases and all yeah, these see, books. Yeah, see, that's where I thought that was going. All these books, all these bookshelves, any books that I'd want, and I would, and I would write... I would write every day, and I would never have to worry about money, or fixing cars, or doing all the things I'm supposed to do at 27, <laughs> where I would just be Wendy in the nursery and just have this, so probably a lot like Mabel's, actually. See, like, I, I what I would envision for you, especially since you mentioned the sun, I would say a sun that was always in the afternoon, and uh, Bell's library in library but infinite that's another uh beauty and the beast rendition by robin mckinley where the library has books that haven't been written yet <laughs> that's cool which is very cool but um yeah that's yeah i would have like yeah that's kind of where i yeah, expected it was going uh so if i had to pick a bubble for you uh the bubble would be where everyone was interested in what your opinions were and you would just talk to anyone you wanted, they would all be interested in what you had to say and talk back to you and discuss with you intelligently what you wanted to talk about at any given time. You would never have to be quiet again. Well, I see I can enjoy the quiet times. That's why I, I, I thank you for picking that for me. Uh, see, like, with me, with the my idea for the bubble is that, because the best part about a conversation is the back and forth. Some of the best memories, or the better memories that I have of um, my, my father's grandparents are uh, the times where we just sat and talked. And I don't know why the, it, it, my memories come from, or stem from that, but that's where they come. Or, like, uh, three of, like, the five greatest memories I have with my grandparents are having to do with some sort of meal, be it out or homemade, um, and sitting around talking for hours on it. Now, that's what they do anyways. Like, when my dad goes up and visits his parents, like, especially when they're used to stay with them, they don't do it anymore, but, like, when they would stay with them, like, it would be, like, there would be times when my grandfather and my father would talk until, like, one, one or two o'clock in the morning. 
So, and, there, and there's times that I can do it with my parents, though they get tired a lot easier than I do. But it was just real, it's just real funny that, like, I, I come by it naturally. <laughs> so, really getting off topic on that one. Um, That's the fun part about podcasts. If we stayed on topic, this podcast would be 20 minutes long. And no one cares, <laughs> no one cares about a 20-minute podcast. Well, maybe if we were actually, you know, more concise about it, but... Um, so, do we want to give it a rating, or do we just want to say... We have rated everything so far. Save for, like, Tammy and the T-Rex. Yeah, because that was one of those bad don't watch them movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as Gravity Falls go, how about this? We pick our favorite episode, and then Ooh. we uh, rate the series overall. Okay. Well, um... I've got IMDb open to Gravity Falls, so... Um, you look while I uh, say mine. I had it up anyways. Um, it may be cliched, but I have to go with the three-part Weird Mageddon finale. I know it's cliched, I know it's a cop-out, but uh, never have I been so worried for characters, so relieved when they made it. It keeps the tension high while also delivering all the laughs that you want. They build a mecca out of parts of the town to mecca. a mecca out of parts of the town to fight huh? Bill Cipher. He is terrifying and funny in every single way that you want a villain to be. Uh, there is sadness. There is sacrifice. Um, it really does pull together everything you want to see out of a finale for me, and. Uh, Knowing that, I would give, like, there are, much like Avatar, there are episodes that aren't the best, but there's no episode that is a definite skip. And there are definitely shows, like, even How I Met Your Mother, there are definite skip episodes, pretty much anything from the last season, to be honest. Uh, I see, I wouldn't agree with that. Just so many, like, you can tell. Then when they when they got to the point like oh what else are we gonna do with this seventy two hour stretch let's tell a story about how Marshall learned how to slap really hard, um, so yeah but that's what I'm saying so what I'm saying is that with Gravity Falls I think there are maybe some parts of some episodes that are like mm, but everything is good in the right way no message is too hammered or forced or over the top I would have to give the show as a recommendation for kids or adults. I have to give it a ten out of ten. I think that um, it is good in all the right ways. I think that it's definitely one of my favorite shows, and I think the fact that it is a contained storyline that works well and doesn't overstay its welcome and is finite is one of the best things about it. So that's my opinion. It. Which I, which I believe means uh, 5 out of 5 for our scoring purposes, because then we add them up to give a total out of 10. Yeah. So what would you give it out of 5? Well, i got to do my favorite episode. Um, and I, I guess if I have to pick one, um, I kind of have to pick the Northwest Mystery Mansion, the one that we kind of mentioned before. Um, this character, who has been fairly reprehensible to a, a small point, um kind of tricks Dipper into doing some uh, into helping her out and um it it's a the development that happens throughout the episode 
um, Mabel kind of does take a little bit of a backseat to in the the episode. That's and I'm not and I don't. That's not why it's one of my favorites. Um, because I, I'm not gonna pick Weird McGinnon because, especially since you just picked it. But I think um, if if it's not gonna be that episode, uh, which you know I loved how it ended in that this character Pacifica actually does redeem herself like pretty heavily. Um, I would actually like to, if it wasn't that, it would be the two stands. One of the more sadder and doesn't really end on a high note episode. I, I would probably have to say the two stands. Um, That's a good one. Yeah. And both of these are like almost right next to each other. <laughs> so. Each other got a good streak. Yeah. Where, uh... I want to point something out. So, okay. So Dipper and Mabel versus the future, which is the episode... Where, um... It's the one right before all this goes down, right? Fairly it's what much. leads into Weird Mageddon, which is where they uh, Dipper decides he wants to go and stay in Gravity Falls with uh, Uncle Ford. Yeah, he be his apprentice. apprentice. Yeah. Um, so that one came out in October, October 12th. Weird Mageddon came out October 26th. Weird Mageddon 2 didn't come out until November 23rd. And then Weird Mageddon 3... The ending of this did not come out until February, <gasps> the day after Val or Valentine's Day. You're kidding me. They made no. them wait two months? They made them wait two months. We got super lucky with that. Oh, I don't know what I would do with myself if I had it ended on Weird McGinnon 2. Oh, my Not to gosh. mention that the uh, uh, season two starts in August 1st, 2014 and ends February 15th, 2016. You almost went through two years Good for one Lord. season. Good lordy Lou. Yeah. Um, Disney, get on your scheduling game. Well, I'm sure it's not. It was not up to the creators for that. So. Well, what do you think? So I, I would have to say that it would either be the uh, Northwest Mystery Mansion again because I did like I did like the the monster a lot too. Mm -hmm. um, the the just the design of it was really cool. But um, if not, then the two stands. So, um, the more human uh, episode. And what would you give the series out of five? <sighs> because it is pretty damn close to perfection, but I'm just, I, I don't know what I would give a five. So, I have to say, I'm going to, I'm going to cop out just a little bit. I'm going to say 4.75. Oh, good lord. Or just, just or give four, it the five. Or 4.5. Or oh a my gosh. Five. So a 9.5 out of 10 total rating for this show. Mm -hmm. That is pretty darn respectable. And I'm pretty sure it's just because Aaron's like those Yelp reviewers who won't give five stars to anything no matter what. Because it would have had to go beyond what a restaurant does to earn the five stars. Like <laughs> They would have had to give massages Steven, at the table. If Steven Universe ends on like the same high note that Gravity Falls did, like, able to wrap everything up and just make everything awesome, then, yeah, then that would probably, that may get a five, mm -hmm. so. Um, I don't know anything about what happens after a certain point in Steven Universe. I say that Steven becomes one of the new diamonds and takes down the entire cast system from within. Hmm. That'd be interesting. 
Um, I know nothing. Of, yeah. I'm sorry for those listening. I know nothing about the diamond structure beyond what we've seen in the space station. Yeah, we, we, we've we we were actually like a season or two behind. Yeah, we just Stephen just got rescued from the bubble in space, which was the most existentially. No, we, no, we haven't. He hasn't been rescued. No, remember yet. at the very very end of it, they do find him. Yes, at the end of that episode where he's been out in space for the entire time and kicks the other Ruby out, and he's just left wandering through space alone for eternity. They figured out how to work a ship and pick him up. So yeah, it but does I don't end. think they actually picked him up at that point they did just i the thing is is i think we're I, we need to we, we i think we just <laughs> need to rewatch the whole thing anyways and i just guess get so. Up, so um but uh obviously if we're rating this so freaking high we're definitely recommending it um it is a great show to watch especially with kids um, if you, if you're, especially, it doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl, if yeah. you, if you like spooky stuff and mysteries, if they like Scooby-Doo, oh, if, yeah. if they enjoyed Steven Universe or if they enjoy just, even Adventure Time, yeah, if they enjoyed um, the stuff where it's funny, but show. still has uh, a serious heart behind it, mm -hmm. they will definitely enjoy it. And if you're an adult that liked, uh, say like, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark or, um, uh, the... Harry the Spy, you know, all of the kind of, like, mysteries and stuff like that. Um, I just remembered her name is Dolores Umbridge. Damn. Wait, oh clutch. Oh, my God. Clutch, because we definitely forgot. Oh, we, we both did. Forgot. We are terrible we people. And, and truth be told, we did not look it up, even though we had multiple, multiple I can tell whoever's listening to this has just been waiting for the past 40 minutes wanting to type, it's Dolores Umbridge. Dolores Umbridge. I'm so glad I thought of that. That just <laughs> came to me in a vision. Oh, good thing that that stuck with me. The Pythagorean theorem can get out. I remember villains from the Harry Potter books. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Oh, there you go. See, I didn't lose it after all. And then uh, what the A squared or A is equal to negative B plus or minus square of four A minus or no plus or two, minus two no, A minus no, A is equal to negative B plus or minus the square root of four AC minus something all over 2a oh that was clutch babe only one part missing from that <laughs> no like i can remember like I, and that's what always throws me off because i can remember the end and i can remember the beginning to an extent uh halfway through so like x is equal to negative b plus or minus the square root of 4a minus 2ac all over 2a I think we're just on a math kick ever since we did our Dungeons and Dragons campaign yeah. the other day. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we played the other night. What's so. my advantage? Plus six point, but I'm uh. wearing my armor. <laughs> we are yeah. such geeks, babe. Yeah, but we have two flag football champions. Amateur. It's still flag football. Flag, but I like leaving off the flag part, telling people I play football in the league, and watching all the scared moms' faces, being like, "But don't you get tackled?" <laughs> yeah. Poor things. Um, they worry so much about us. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I guess we should look at wrapping this up because we have been talking for a while. But, um, and it's time Steve, to get to the con. Yes. We are preparing. And um, obviously, uh, this is what the episode is about. This is what we will be dressing up. We'll hopefully have a couple pictures that we'll throw up on our uh, podcast. We or, definitely uh, the, should. Definitely on the should. social media, which... Uh, oh yes! If you haven't already, all of our links. <laughs> if you haven't already followed us at uh, at Mary to the uh, Mary to the Idea Reviews on Facebook or Facebook.com/slash Mary to the Idea, 
Um, and then there's married to the idea of reviews at gmail.com if you want to send us an idea for an episode or review us. Um, yeah. Or you, do you, you just. It just was a Laura Sunbridge. Oh, you already said yeah, that. Yeah, we already said that. Listen to the end of the podcast, guys. Don't start before you get to the end. Yeah. If you want to tweet at us, married number two, the idea. Um, the Twitterverse. For the Twitterverse. I still don't understand why Twitter's a thing, but I guess Donald <laughs> Trump needs a presidential platform of some kind. And we oh, certainly are we're not getting political him. here. <laughs> I refuse to. So, um, and, uh, of course, you know, if you're going to be at Dragon Con, or if you were at Dragon Con and you saw us, please uh, make note to, of that. We are... Uh, Come up, say hi. Yeah. we're. Uh, last year, we dressed up as uh, a gender-bent Mal... Reynolds and um, Kaylee from Firefly, and I think I got stopped for more pictures than you did. You absolutely did. You made an adorable Kaylee. Uh, I will say, of course, of course we do that the year before Nathan Fillion decides to come to Dragon Con, yeah. and now he can't wear the same costume twice. What will people think of us? <laughs> it's really funny, because you and I have one costume. Even though we're going one day, if we went two days, we may do two costumes. There are people who are going all four days and have four different costumes. Like, not like one is like an extravagant costume and like, well, there are people are doing that. I but did it's like, such a good job on this costume. I don't think we should do a different thing for Halloween. I just want to wear this again. Oh, no, no, no. I have a fun idea for Halloween, which actually won't cost us any money much at all. Any money much at no, all. No, no, no. I have an idea, which I'm really kind of excited about if I can get it to work, which I think I really do because I've already started collecting for it. You so. know what? I am going to post pictures of all the costumes that I have done and that Aaron has failed to do over the years. One. One costume It's a that big happened. one, babe. I yeah, dressed up but... as Sergeant Calhoun. I got football <laughs> armor. I got battery-powered lights and turned them red. I made an entire costume and Aaron could not find overalls nah, and so my, abandoned me my my perfection for it just did not allow me to actually do it right so yeah because if i could pick it'd be mortician gomez this year all the god way. no no first off i'm not shaving my beard for the gomez stash second off um the i am taller than you so it would have to either be lurch or cousin it well, speaking of the Adams family, we are going to start celebrating the month of Halloween next week. We are not waiting for the October. We are starting it up. We are it, it will start embracing it full heartedly. It, it, it is it, it full heartedly or wholeheartedly. If pumpkin spies can be here in August, we are. I don't allowed. agree with that. <laughs> I don't agree that I walk into Kroger's now and there's Halloween stuff out. This is getting as bad as freaking Christmas. Do you understand that, guys? I understand you want to celebrate Halloween early. I do too. I don't mind doing it maybe midway through September, but good God, this is getting as bad as Christmas. So I have insisted that we start doing more episodes, more we're gonna, spooky related we're, episodes. We're going to start small and on an episode that I don't think is Halloween related, but can be kind of spooky. Um, and then we're going to kind of build from there. So I have a specific episode that we're going to do right before Halloween. And then I've got Halloween episodes. Oh, do I have Halloween episodes? <laughs> do you want me to do an actual scarily laugh? Or... Would you? <laughs> That's a good one. My dad does the best one. He scares the trick-or-treaters with it. <laughs> so, which we actually have to find someone go and go trick-or-treating with them. Because your one-year-old nephew He's last two. year... He's two now. He... No, no, I'm saying the one-year-old nephew last year... 
did not a trick-or-treat night make. He did make a very cute lumberjack, though. Yeah, but he went to six houses. He's a one-year-old. What I do know, you expect but him to in do? This, and this year, maybe we'll be able to do more. We are really getting off track now. Yes, okay, so we've already done the social media stuff. Um, so and, and again, with the SoundCloud, you can download them, or you can follow us on SoundCloud as well. And iTunes. And iTunes as well, so... Um, but as always, we really appreciate you guys listening. Be sure to tune in next week, uh, for the not really beginning of Halloween semi, like, and don't, 1%. Yeah. And, uh, don't be afraid to leave comments, uh, if they're nice ones. If they're mean ones, <laughs> be very afraid. Yes. Um, spooky comments. Spooky uh, comments. <laughs> maybe, th- maybe this will be, maybe I'll actually watch the whole Tom Hanks jack-o'-lantern thing that he did the david s pumpkins skit that he did for snl i never watched it last year everyone was obsessed with it but i never watched it so maybe I'll if you do watch that, that this year. if you do that i will watch the one where tom hanks states a mermaid and we will compare tom hanks roles that i'm talking about a skit that's an actual movie i know and we're gonna it watch feels like we're gonna skit. watch we're gonna watch bachelor party before we watch that <laughs> There, uh, it, oh, I forgot. We did have another episode we could have done, too, before now. Um, Adventures of Babysitting, because we actually watched that. That's right. I've yeah. never seen Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah. And I forgot how actually kind of fun that was. Yeah. So, um, thank you all. Uh, we'll see you uh, post-Dragon Con, uh, post-Labor Day. Uh, we all, um, because this will come up before Labor Day, we hope you have a very fun and safe um, Labor Day weekend. Um, and for those of you in Texas, uh, you know, our thoughts and well wishes are with you. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously if you, whatever you can do, please do. Go to the Red Cross. There's already a bunch of, uh, foundations set up to help, uh, fund the people who lost their houses there. And, um, you know, we're, uh, we're going to have some, like I said, we're going to have some fun stuff coming up and, uh. Um, I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to October, like not only for the podcast, but there's some, there's, there's, uh, something happening that we're not going to talk about yet. Or tell the, uh, uh, off, off air discussion, off air discussion, uh, that we're, uh, that actually Liz and I are both involved with, involved in now, uh, right at the beginning of October. So, and then something fun at near the end of October besides Halloween. So, um, uh, so I've said thank you multiple times, and I cannot thank you enough. So, Aaron, have you said thank you yet? Um, you know what? Let me go ahead and say it 20 times. So, <laughs> All right, guys. We'll leave you alone. She's been Elizabeth. He's been Aaron. And, and we've been married, married to, to the, the idea. idea. Grappling hook! <laughs>